0: welcome back to the armor men's health hour with dr mystery and donna lee
1: hello and welcome to the armor men's health hour i'm dr mystery your host here as always with my wonderful co-host donna lee. is
2: that your real name It is my real
1: name. You know what we were called? Somebody (laughs) called us gimmicky earlier in the show. Gimmicky
2: was a yeah, it was a fake name. Mystery. Gimmicky. He said in an email, "Why don't you use a name that's not quite so gimmicky?"
1: Well, there you go. I'll tell my parents, (laughs) Doctor Smith. Doctor Smith. (laughs) Dr. Sandeep Mystery. Smith. Sandeep Smith. <laughs> it has a nice ring. We're going to flop for that one. I like one. it. This is a men's health show. It's brought to you by the practice that I started in Austin in 2007. NAU urology specialist. Mm-hmm. We are four physicians, four mid-level uh, providers, five, five mid-level five. providers, uh, 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 two physical therapists. We offer nutritional support, functional medicine support. We even have sex therapy. We if have you, me. It's if great. you're a man, this is where you need to be.
2: That's right. Bring your penis on to us.
1: That's right. And we love doing these. I just turned I just turned 30, I just turned 40, I just turned 50, I just turned 60, I just turned 70, men's health evaluation.
2: Uh, can we title all this? Like, Maybe. welcome to your new decade, now right, here's yeah, your new that's penis. Right, that's
1: right, that's right. And Donna, <laughs> what's my favorite kind of patient?
2: Uh, 80-year-old patient who wants to have more sex.
1: That's right, that's right. That's <laughs> my. It's my. It's It still remains my favorite patient. I know
2: it does. Or yeah. my husband, who does who wants to have more sex, but I'm like, no, no, it's okay. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. Women that don't want to have sex, it's a specialty of ours, but it's not, you know, I'm saying, not me. we just have to try to help. You know what I love on the show?
2: Surgeons? Yes. Dr. I, Eggleston?
1: That's right. We're going to talk Dr. Eggleston <laughs> here. He's our guest today. But Donna, how do people get a hold of us and how do people make an appointment? You
2: can call us during the week at 512 You can ask for me. Um, you can check out our podcast wherever you listen to free podcasts. And we are worldwide. Dr. Mystery is famous all over the entire world and Asia and Europe. Uh, people listen to our podcast over there. It's very strange. Um, and,
1: and we're the number two Rated Men's Health Show on. Oh, that's right. Feedspot. Spot.
2: Out of all the men's wellness podcasts in the world, we're number right. two. Number two. So, and I, how
0: many are there in the world? There are, there are you at know, least at least four. A
2: thousand, <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> And our website, again, is armormenshealth.com.
1: So, Donna, uh, you may not remember this or know this, but very early in my practice, Mm -hmm. um, we had done a very strong interest in treating women with sexual dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It still remains a strong interest of mine and the practice. We started a sexual dysfunction clinic for women after breast cancer. What really, really stuck out at me is how often women would survive breast cancer and then have very low sex drive and sexual... um, enjoyment afterward. A part of it is the hormones and the treatments they went through, but some of it had to do with kind of a, like, not feeling comfortable with how their breasts looked and how they looked when they were naked. And so I really want to explore this topic a little bit more with our guest today. Dr. John Eggleston is a plastic surgeon, a breast reconstructive surgeon, and a wonderful friend of mine here in Austin. And thank you so much for joining us today, John. It's my pleasure. We're going to put information on how to reach him on our uh, Facebook page and also in the notes if you listen to this on the podcast. But if you send us a message, we'll get you to him. Mm-hmm. Dr Eggleston is not just your run of the mill plastic surgeon.
2: No he's fancy. You he said right. he's fancy.
1: That's right. From Dartmouth.
2: The Dartmouth.
1: John's Hopkins
2: he did a great accent earlier.
1: Stanford. But not only is he exceptionally well-trained, and uh, he's an exceptional surgeon, and he does something very special in the breast reconstruction world, and that's called the the free flap or the deep flap. So uh, I thought maybe first you could just briefly explain kind of that specialty area, even that you do more than that, but that's kind of one of your specialties. And, uh, and, and then I'd like to talk more about kind of satisfaction after reconstruction.
0: Sure. So uh, a deep flap is one of a number of flaps that we do to reconstruct a breast after a mastectomy mastectomies will be a surgery to remove a cancer which is usually inside the breast it doesn't include the skin so usually the skin is left we just have to fill the breast envelope and then maybe tailor the skin if it needs to be lifted and made a little bit more beautiful um uh on the flip side. So a deep is a particular flap or a piece of tissue that comes from the belly. So we do a resection of the lower belly, kind of that muffin top area that you might have removed with a tummy tuck. But unlike a tummy tuck as we're lifting it off the body we keep the blood vessel that feeds it attached to the tissue. We follow that blood vessel down a little deeper into the body and then tie it off and then cut it. So what comes off of a woman's body is tummy tuck tissue with a leash of blood vessels, a little string of blood vessels that we use then to transfer that tissue up to the breast area after the mastectomy, hook up that leash of blood vessels to vessels in the chest, and create a reconstructed breast that's living and breathing and uh, perfused with a woman's own blood. It's amazing.
1: It's taking mm-hmm. a piece of your tissue from one part and taking another part and connecting it to blood supply. How long does it take a normal surgeon to do this? Nah. <laughs> so Because that's like a four or five hour surgery, right?
0: In our hands, it's about a four or five hour surgery. I, you know, there's there's nightmares of these that go, you know, 10, 11, 12 In training, oh those guys do a long, a long, long,
1: long time to them. But it's a four or five hour surgery. And and just because I know the answer, of the women that come to get this surgery from you, what percentage of them have their husbands come and join them on that <laughs> four and five hour major breast reconstruction conversation?
0: Startlingly few. And <laughs> I get so frustrated when a woman... So now, sometimes a woman will come with her girlfriend, with her mom, with her Not sister. Not her sexual
1: life partner. You mean like a friend that's a Girl
0: correct while the husband is at home correct and so i'm happy mostly that they have somebody there with them because yeah. it's a lo- they're not just learning about a complex surgery they have just been told they have cancer so their head's still spinning around and they're trying to learn all these complicated options for their reconstruction and then make an educated pick of which one is appropriate for them and it will last them a lifetime
2: but their husbands are at home watching sports and no. i would say
0: <laughs> they're worried about them i would say sure. 50% of the time <laughs> husband's turn up. Some people are divorced and that would explain that, but a lot of people are not. The husband just doesn't realize, you know, maybe I should have turned up for this one. And I think that uh. it's
1: because some people look at the cancer diagnosis and the cancer surgeon as one part of it and then the reconstruction kind of the, in some ways, like the icing to make sure everything goes back to normal. When in fact, really, the reconstruction is most of your recovery after this whole thing. I mean, it requires a bigger surgery. It has more involved. Mm-hmm. And, and when you look in the mirror, I mean, that's what you're looking at. You're mm-hmm. looking at the
0: reconstruction. Sure. It's not the part that keeps you alive. It's not the part that eradicates your cancer, but you will take for granted after cancer is gone that you don't have cancer anymore. And then what you see and what you experience in your intimate life is your reconstruction. So pretty and, darn important. And what our
1: literature in sexual dysfunction shows is that the more involved the husband is mm-hmm. in both the decision making and the exploration of the reconstruction, the more comfortable the wife is with intimacy mm-hmm. and a return to sexual function. Mm-hmm. And so we, many years ago, really introduced this concept of scar exploration therapy where mm-hmm. right when the bandages come off, the husband and wife explore the scar together mm-hmm. because because we know that the more intimately involved the partners are together than the less, you know, embarrassing and startling. Because I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't look the same after a reconstruction.
0: For sure. I'm proud to say that, often it looks better than it did before, but there's always scars. And so the scars are either something that people don't mind and they can look past, or it's sort of a a wall that they can't move past because things look a little artificial. A lot of women will get a little lift. They'll either get a bigger breast or a smaller breast, whichever sort of direction they need to go. And so a lot of times the, a woman in her swimsuit looks better after her surgery than she did before her surgery. But I think you're talking about out of the swimsuit, how does she feel with her partner? their partner,
1: that's exactly right, and I think another part of it is nipple sensitivity can also be altered after a major breast reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And those couples that really relied on nipple sensitivity for sexual satisfaction will find that that's altered. And if they're not used to it or ready to it or anything like that, then it kind of changes, you know, your routine.
0: Sadly, with a mastectomy, nipple sensation is going to be gone, even if the nipple itself is spared. It's still there, that's right. Mm. So all ducts, all milk ducts, lead to the nipple, and so if you Your cancer is fairly close to the nipple. The nipple needs to be removed as part of your cancer process. But there are some women who have a very attractive, youthful breast shape and and their cancer is far from the nipple so they can spare their nipple. It's a technically harder mastectomy for the general surgeon, but we have some really talented general surgeons in this town. And they'll do a nipple-sparing mastectomy. Unfortunately, those nipples are always numb. So regardless of what reconstruction they get, um, they won't have that erotic sensation.
1: And my experience is that men are going to be a lot more concerned about sexual functioning and what's going to happen after their prostate surgery and perhaps less likely to go through it because of those complications. Mm -hmm. And women probably need to be asked these questions and then their partners need to be involved in it. And I think that's really the message of today is that if your wife is diagnosed with breast cancer, she's going to undergo some major things. I mean... This is a this is a, really an opportunity for husbands and wives to go to these appointments together and mm-hmm. to ask questions together and learn about your alternative.
0: I think in the thousands of breast cancer patients I've treated, I've probably never been asked by a husband questions about the breast or intimacy or expectations. It's always the woman who asks the questions and usually she does it away from the husband. And I think there's probably a little bit of embarrassment in that. So it would really be great if husbands could, from the get-go, sort of explore these things and be supportive and attack the problem as a team rather than have a woman feel like, you know, this is her cross to bear her burden. And then she's sort of embarrassed somewhat, tries to kind of snuggle up to her husband you know i think if more husbands came with and were involved with this process it'd be it'd be incredibly helpful for for me but more importantly for the the woman involved
1: what an incredibly great message thank you so much for uh, joining us today john i think it's incredibly informative donna how do people get a hold of us and how do people get dr eggelson some questions
2: you can reach out to us at armor health at gmail.com that's our email address and our phone number is 512 what did we learn today don't be an ass thank you
0: <laughs> the armor men's health Hour is brought to you by urology specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.